Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about getting some help with the help of special guest Alan Hendy of Neal's Design Remodel in Cincinnati, Ohio. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of the Tim Fowler Show. I'm your host, Tim Fowler. That was my co-host Steve Wheeler introducing the show. And I just want to remind you, uh, you got any ideas for me? Uh, send them to me. I'd love to hear from you. Tim at RemodelersAdvantage.com. So one of the biggest challenges for contractors, other than the labor thing that's going on right now, is the fact that many of them uh, face the process of building a business alone or kind of in isolation. In other words, there's not a lot of people engaged and their experience is graded whether we like it or not kind of pass fail right when they pass they're happy right they're making a little bit of money things are going well but when they fail it causes great issues for them their families and for a lot of the families that they support through the business and so the question becomes like where do they get help where, where do you actually, if you're a contractor out there, where do you get help? So a few weeks back, we had Victoria Downing on and we talked a little bit about the power of peers, which is what Remodelers Advantage does uh, primarily, the peer groups that get together, interact, help each other out. And, uh, and that will really work in a lot of context. Another approach is to hire a consultant. And so there's a lot of different consultants out there some specialize in just the business side, some accounting, some sales. And then like myself, I specialize in the production systems. There's a lot fewer of us that do production than all the other things that are out there. And so if you're a long-term listener uh, to this program, you've heard me talk about this a little bit. Many of our guests have been on, have been in companies that I have visited we haven't talked too much about the consulting process, but we've talked about uh, other uh, topics. And so I like to travel and meet uh, with companies and it's starting up again. In case you're listening to this later on, this is uh, June 2020 that this is being recorded, 2021, excuse me. And we're back on the road again after the COVID crisis that's been occurring uh, for the past year. So. I thought it would be kind of fun to get one of my clients on and just talk a little bit about the experience and uh, you know what they gained from it. And that way, maybe if you're out there in the world looking at this thing from that angle where you feel like you could use some help, maybe this will help you move forward a little bit and maybe explore the possibility of bringing a consultant in. So Steve, let's get started. Okay, Tim. So I'm excited to welcome our next guest, Alan Hendy. He is the CEO of Neal's Design Remodel, a full-service design-build company in Cincinnati, Ohio. Alan is a second-generation owner of Neal's Design 
Romano with his two brothers, Steve and Neil. He graduated from Miami University with a degree in finance and worked in institutional investment and the insurance industry before coming back to the family business 28 years ago. The company currently has 50 employees and will celebrate 50 years in business in February of 2022. Welcome to the show, Alan. Great to be here. All right. So uh, give us a little bit more information about Niels and just so we get the context of, of uh, the company that we're talking about here. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Flattered to be here. Our, our business is, um, as Steve mentioned, it's a 49-year-old business, almost 50 years old. Um, my dad started it. He was um, started from scratch completely uh, from the beginning. He was in the construction industry. Our um, business model has always been full service design build. And, uh, we worked our way up uh, from a couple million dollar company and worked our way through a lot of different times. My two brothers and I have been involved in the business for a couple decades and we're getting ourselves ready and the third generation ready to kind of handle the, the growth that's been out there for us. And um, one of the reasons we looked at talking to you was that, you know, 49 years of doing things, um, <laughs> you can really feel like you know everything and you really <laughs> just don't. So part of it's just looking in the mirror and saying, you know, we have a, an operation that's done pretty well. It's not, you know, success for us is, is measured a lot of different ways, but uh, we've got a great team. And we thought that the kind of growth that we were experiencing, and I think most firms like ours that you talk to and people that listen in are going through a tremendous amount of growth. And it's awesome, but it's also uh, a little bit scary. And we know that growth can kill companies. So for our, our benefit, this is kind of the place where we met you to, to sort of talk. So before we actually get into the thing about the consulting, um, we recorded and have put out a podcast with your new production manager, uh, Charles Boucher, uh, who came from the automotive industry, manufacturing, uh, and came into construction. And so, you know, taking a little risk here, I'm going to ask the owner, his immediate boss, how's that going from your perspective as the boss? Um. It's, it's, you and I talked a little bit about during this hiring process, and I really didn't know what I had coming. So we've been doing this 49 years. We've had exactly three production managers in 49 years, and Charles is the third. So right. these shoulders that he stands on are totally different. Let's start with that. So the original command and control model dominated the first almost 30 years of what we do. Um and that was just John Wayne. It was okay. You know, this is command and control stuff. And then we went to Kevin Dunn, who, who really was almost, I'm going to say 180 degrees different in his approach. Just the men love him. He got a lot of great things out of them. Um, so when I first considered Charles, I had the blessing of Kevin Dunn coming to me and saying, look, I'm 61 years old. I'm going to retire here. I love it here. And he wanted to change his role from running this rapidly growing production element of what we do to mentoring and training the young people that were in it. So when he told me that my heart was full, I was really happy. I was like, this is awesome. Cause the men that are in it and the young men that are and the ex experienced guys in it love the fact that they're the guy they looked up to wants to drop down, take lead men and make them great. Yeah. Um, 
So that began a search for his successor that, that he helped me with. So I find that extremely helpful. Start with that. Then this candidate shows up on LinkedIn and he looked at me and I looked at him and I'm like, really? Like, are we really like, I don't see any construction on here. And <laughs> what we noticed Tim, was that his focus in the automobile manufacturing industry. I know you went into detail with him and had a great uh, podcast was about people development. And what I'm quickly realizing during the interview and during my time talking with you and, and other friends and my partners is that that's really where we are. Construction knowledge, a font or like this font of knowledge type model where everybody isn't necessarily the, the best thing. It's somebody that comes in that says, I'm going to take a carpenter and make them into a lead carpenter. And I'm going to, so it's all people development at this point uh, with that. So that was the, the journey. And it was, <laughs> it's really, it's been great. So the first 90 days, I hit his 90 day review yesterday. Um, that was an interesting uh, sit down. Yeah. So I'm enjoying the process. Yeah. Well, I think, I think this is going to be a, a topic for us. I want to come back and maybe have Alan on uh, in a couple of months and just kind of explore from the business owner's perspective, what are some of the benefits that they're getting from this different approach to production management? So we're going to tackle that in another podcast, but let's get back to what we were kind of, what we're supposed to be talking about. How about that? So you've given us a little bit of an idea about why you felt like it was a good idea uh, to, to bring in, but what are some of the benefits that you feel like a company gets, you guys got, from bringing in an outsider to kind of look at what's going on within the business? Um, first thing I would tell you is just looking in the mirror and saying, I can't do this myself and being okay with that. So let's just start with that being some people feel like if they reach out, first of all, if you're a small business, like we are, you don't think about consultants very much. You, you wear all the hats as you grow, you wear less and you're training people to wear those hats but you reach a point where once you know where your vision is, the size, it could be revenue, it could be GP, but you have to have other people developed into that. And I don't think that we have all the best ideas in 49 years. Um, my dad's were different than mine. My son and my nephew, Mike, who are third generation, have got some fantastic ideas. So we wanna just make sure the reason I would reach out is because I think the, the extra set of eyes is, is way too valuable to pass up. Yeah, I mean, I've talked a lot with uh, production staff about the idea that when you get to the end of a project, you get kind of blind to the project. And so you want to bring in an extra set of eyes to look for the defects before the client, you know, gets that list. And it's the same kind of concept. I think you're we're so neck deep in trying to build and develop and manage a business that we often don't see the things that somebody from the outside um, sees. I was just on a call yesterday with a fellow. We were talking about production meetings and he was having a lot of trouble with his. And I, I shared with him my ideas and he goes, so I've been doing it all wrong. Well, no, not necessarily all wrong, but it just, what you were doing wasn't working. So it needs somebody else to look at it and say, uh, here's something else. So the experience you had, I guess, particularly with me in this case, what did you like about that? What did you like about the uh, consulting that we did together? 
Here's one thing I want to mention. I, they listen to me all the time, whether I'm in a company-wide meeting, individual meeting, tactical meeting, whatever. But when your team knows that you want to change something and they see another person come in and want to implement change, uh, that is a whole higher level of, hey, he really means it. You know, because what typically what owners do is we like shiny new stuff and we're like, we come back from the from the, the cool remodelers advantage meeting, we're ready to change stuff. And they're going, Whoa, you know, like, and then, and then it's, so you reach him this kind of point where they've heard you do this. I don't know, in my case, 400 times. Right. <laughs> but this time I felt like with you, because I had you in here, we were looking at not somebody's opinion, not this would be cool. You're looking at very specific things like job descriptions and things that people could pull out say, Oh, Alan means this this time because my new role as a lead is changing into this PM role and my new role as a carpenter is changing to a lead role. And so this, to me, it helped implement the change. So that made, I made me feel like that I had a better chance at people knowing that this was really going to happen. And, and because in the past before Tim, that we had tried some of these and sort of failed, <laughs> I need. <laughs> I'm okay with admitting my failures because I don't, but I, but I do have to have a plan for, to make something work. So it seemed like having you involved and your advice and stuff on that made me comfortable that we were on the right track. All right. So speaking of your team, and again, this is a, a, a really important aspect of this is like, how did they receive it? What were, what were some of the reactions that you got, from your team members, particularly the field staff, the, what would become the new project managers, just for everybody's benefit, they were moving to a little more of a model where you have project managers and lead carpenters. And, um, and so how did, how did people respond or how did they react to having somebody come in from outside, take a pretty deep look at what's going on, and then stand up in front of them for a few hours and wave his hands and say, you should do this. How did they respond to that? I think it was tricky. I mean, because they all look at, <clears throat> it's not like we haven't had some success. We've had these good things happen, but one of the things that we're trying to instill in them is that, yeah, this is different, but this is going, you will take your tool belt off. Let's start with that. So for four of the men who were going to be PMs, what's life, what am I going to do all day? <laughs> kind of starting to answer, you know, and be specific about what they needed to do to make the system work. And also letting them know um, that it's okay to sow the seeds of doubt. As long as we just work through this together with and get, and get this to work, this is why. I think the big thing, Tim, was the why. Like, this is why we're doing it. Because remember before when we grew like crazy, and I know people listening right now are going through this growth spurt, and you go through and the hair on fire stuff, you have to remember what happened during that time and what the client experience was like and et cetera. So I sat down with them um, and was really intentional about, hey, we're going to do this. Tim's going to come in. Um, it was really nice to have you here for success. But also, I think um, they got more buy-in. The doubters were there. So everybody who tries to do this is going to know who their doubters are. Right. Some of them might be there for a long, long time. Some might be brand new. 
Um, I actually made it even more complicated because I brought in a guy from the automobile industry to do it. So I was like doing <laughs> really goofy stuff. Um, yeah. But having said that, I think that the team was told that this is a year and a half process. We're going to bump our nose. We're going to stub our toe. We're going to, and then we're going to do that together. We're going to share it. And so the commitment there, they understood um, what the team, you know, it was tough for them. It was tough. I think they, they were thinking about what if this doesn't work and what if I don't do it the right way inside of it? So that, that was the tough part. Yeah. I think one of the things that I try to emphasize to business owners, and I think it would be true with almost any consultant, and that is we've got a lot of information and we're more than willing to give it to you in those sessions, but really we get to go home afterwards and it really is a commitment on the owner's part and other managers within the business to take some of that information and, and make it real for the company that, that they are. And I love this fact that you had, you know, set them up to say, look, this is a long growth process. This isn't going to change. I I was probably there on a Friday afternoon and, and, you know, Monday, it's not going to be much different. You know, uh, it's going to take some time for these kinds of things to take hold and actually uh, see growth occur. Yeah, I think people manage change differently, Tim. And if you just meet them where they are a little bit and the more you're communicating with them about and most of it's their fears of it not working or their job security or other things that I know at our place, people go through that a lot. But uh, so it's it was great to have a third party, a set of eyes to kind of, like you said, you could probably give me 20 times more information than what we took. So you do it in these doses and these pieces that are, you know, workable that you can actually do something with. So Alan, to that point, when you said the second set of eyes, it reminds me of this power of the peer groups is that you may go into it thinking you have to fix something but it's that transparency and openness that makes it solve other problems as well. So leading up to the consulting with Tim, uh, were there certain things you thought needed to be fixed that uh, turned out being okay or or things that that Tim opened up that you just totally never thought about? And, And it's really about that intention you talked about is, I think we need to do this, or did you just totally say, Tim, it's all yours, see what you can find? Um, combination of both because Tim was honest with me, Steve, about just, okay, look, you're not, this isn't broken. Like, so I think a lot of us as owners just want to, first of all, when we hear that from Tim, there's like this, okay, cool. I don't have to, uh, completely reinvent. So that was a relief. We knew we weren't where we needed to be. Um, one of the cool things that happened with Tim that definitely would not have happened without a consultant is the fact that I called him almost within a week of Charles being hired and we got him in a peer group. And I had a lot of people in here, wait a minute, whoa, that's kind of early. Like, and then I called Tim and he's like, no, this is outstanding. Like, so yeah. the, and then the really cool thing, Steve, on the other side was after he came back, here's this auto guy in the auto industry. And he came back and said, wow, we're really good at what we, we got a chance to be great at what yeah. we do. And That's awesome. so he, there was a, there was two sides to that one, me getting him in there, him coming back. Uh, I truly believe that 
the peer group system is one of the places and the little microboards and stuff that come, everything that comes from that is it's just a really, really important part of somebody's development. So it worked out great. Yeah. One of the things that you alluded to a little bit ago, but it kind of went by real fast was that when you realized that Kevin was going to take the training role and you needed another production manager, I believe we had a couple of conversations about that and me having been there, you know, gave me a lot of information about what I could, I should recommend to you in terms of who this new production manager should be. And so I think that's another benefit that comes is that I've been in the office, I've met these people, I know something about the company. And then these little side conversation to say, hey, you know, what do you think about this gives me a lot more information in terms of helping you as you move forward as a business. It was huge because you, you could then, Tim, see our culture. You, right. you could set what people's body language is like. You could see how it was being received. You could let me know that night at dinner when we got a little time to hang out. Everybody's not there. Um, okay, here's what I saw today. And I think this 1 p.m., by the way, he's a rock star. By the way, this other guy's going to need some help. So that second set of eyes of, of being able to watch the culture, either accepting it or having issues with it, or, hey, I think you got something here. Your interviews and you sitting down individually, taking the time with the people, not me in the room, you get in the sense of where we are as a family business and as a, as a design build company. That has a big you know, impact on the people that are, you're taking the time to listen to a lead carpenter and go, yeah, this is, this is what's going on. So. Yeah. Well, this has been really super. And um, obviously I like it when you say I did a good job, but I think the big deal here is that we all need help sometime along the way. Uh, in my work with Remodelers Advantage, I have a couple of people in the company that are my my advisors and I, every now and then I say, hey, we got to have a meeting because I need some advice on how to handle this. And so I don't try to do it all by myself. And I think that's a, a really key thing. So as we're wrapping this up, Alan, if you're, you know, what advice would you give to another company that might be saying, you know what, I think we should think about doing this. What, what kind of advice would you give, give them to kind of get them ready and, and what to think about when they're thinking about bringing somebody in as a consultant to, to try to help out. Um, Patrick Mahomes has a quarterback's coach. He's the best quarterback in the NFL right now and probably will be for a little while. He probably loves to be coached. Um, people that at the top of their game love to get better. So if you're in a situation where you're not feeling comfortable, get, get, comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's what we do in this business. Yeah. Um, so I would say for me, that's the big piece of advice is if you really want to be great at what you do, uh, run it against people that know what they're doing and, and let them sort of give you the advice of where you think you need to be um, to be great. And that's, that's, you will need an outside person at some point to verify that what you're doing is making sense and the growth you're doing is making sense. And, and, uh, how it's all going. So that's my big piece of advice. Just open your mind and your heart and say, <laughs> yeah, I might hear some things that aren't too cool um, and be okay with, with, with hearing some of the things. I think if somebody, 
has a board of advisors. That's even better. Uh, yeah. Has a peer group. So those are all steps to something bigger that I think I took with you, but um, budget for it. Ask about the costs. If you're concerned about the cost, get up front with it and um, take it from there. But that's what I would say. Well, this has been absolutely fantastic, Alan. Thank you for you know taking the time. I know you're busy with a lot of different things. So thank you for being on the show with us. And like I said, we will have you back to kind of explore a little bit more about you know the how you're now producing automotive parts as part of your business. <laughs> exactly. exactly. We uh, you know we could turn out a, an automobile now in about two hours in our business. Um, <laughs> the culture of that business is so different than the culture of modeling. I'm fascinated by it, but I'm looking forward to sharing all that with you guys. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank so you. much. Take care. And this is a great follow-up to our discussion with Charles. And, you know, it's I'm just interested in hearing what you have to say about that whole process of the hiring the consultant. And I know we bang the drum all the time, you know, through roundtables and through consulting. But this was, uh, you know, kind of behind the curtain decision-making process of the team, of the whole process going into it, and for a very mature company as well. So I think this was a great podcast and hopefully it opens people's eyes to to being, uh, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, great. I love that. I love that uh, statement. You know, obviously I don't enjoy being uncomfortable, but I do love to learn. And so I think there are some, some of that. I, there's just a couple of things that he brought out that I think are are really key. One is prep the team properly. It really doesn't work well if you just bring somebody in and say, listen to this guy, you know, you, you, or gal for that matter. You know, it's like you have to prep them as to what you're doing and the why. Why are we doing this? What is it that's going to benefit them? You know, in other words, they, you know, in some ways they care about the business, but in many ways they care about themselves more. So you got to do that. I think the other thing to, to prep them with is, you know, it's going to take us a little while to grow into whatever this person helps us. You know, it's not going to change overnight. And I, I think his point about, you know, people deal with change differently. You have to be ready for that as a business owner uh, or a manager. And I, I just love the idea that he started off with just by saying, you know, I have to recognize that I can't do this myself. Now, for Alan, that's really interesting because he's got two brothers in the business with him. I know he has a board of advisors that comes from outside the industry. So he has a group that's giving him input. And, you know, Andy has some pretty effective people around him. And yet he's looking at it saying, you know what, that's not enough in terms of the real. And I think particularly for him with production because they do sales well and they do counting well and they do marketing well, but that production side was something he wanted to work on. And so he said, I need to bring somebody in to, to work on that. Yeah, this was really fantastic. And even the, the last piece about you know, the whole looking at your budget and making sure, hey, we're yeah. gonna plan for this and looking at a certain return on this, but being open to what it can change. And I also think that, he uh, shined a light on, you know, different team members not being on board and, and how do you manage that? You know, some people are a little sour when it comes to the continual yep. improvement. I just kind of want to do my job 
you yeah. know, and, and uh, just the whole management of that's it's really uh, a great episode. So we want to thank Alan Hendy for joining us. And we want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Tim Fowler show. And remember at the Tim Fowler show, we're working hard to eliminate. It is what it is from your vocabulary. This has been another episode of the Tim Fowler show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.